Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Jamie K podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I love all of you. And it's been a minute since we've been in the studio, but what's new? I feel like I have this uh, new trend where I have the podcast scheduled to record, but I just get real lazy. And I like to do this in my downtime. Obviously, I'm like really busy during the week, so I try to make it out to the studio whenever I can. But sometimes I just get real lazy and I'll try to carve out time for it in my free time, knowing that the time that I carve out is actually already preoccupied by something else. When I actually do have the time to do it, I just get real, real lazy. But that's a really bad habit, and I need to get out of that. So here I am, uh, conquering my inner bitch and getting the job done. I seriously love doing this, and it feels really good to be in the studio talking to all of you. I hope all of you are doing great. It's been a busy last couple weeks. I don't even know where to begin. This feels kind of like deja vu because I feel like that's what I said in the last episode, but who knows? You guys know, cause you guys listen to this every week. I don't listen to the podcast after I upload it. So if that's where we started last week, then here we are again this week, starting in the same place. We're just going in a circle. It's all right. I feel like I have a lot of Disney news uh, to talk about. Um, last week, I, I keep saying last week. I feel like it's it was last week. You no, know, it was actually the week before. Um, Nate and Cecilia came down from the desert, and they actually hit me up to hang out, which definitely goes a long way. Since I uh, moved to Orange County. I want to say about 99% of the people back home uh, that I used to talk to and hang out with, uh, I think they forgot about me. No, I'm just kidding. They d- definitely didn't forget about me. They actually just didn't want to be my friend anymore, but it's all right. So shout out to Nate um, being one of the rare people that actually wanted to keep uh, our friendship alive. So I really appreciate him hitting me up whenever he is in town, except for the time he tried to sneak in and get pizza, but I caught him. But other than that, uh, he does a really good job of hitting me up and I really appreciate that. And also I really appreciate him always opening the door to me whenever I need a place to crash. I remember it was, probably like around 2014, 2015, I was going through like a really bad breakup and I like couldn't sleep. Like this sounds like so dramatic, but I'll never forget it. I was trying to go to bed, but my heart was so broken over this girl that I couldn't sleep. And I was so frustrated because I was just letting this breakup consume me. So I was just like, I can't do this. I can't go to work. I don't want to see anybody. I just need to get out of town. So I remember I had this new boss at the time. His name was Nick and I didn't really take him serious, which is kind of messed up. So I just uh, shot him a text at like midnight. I was like, Hey Nick, I'm going to take the next couple days off and it's going to bleed into my days off. So I'm going to be gone for like four days. So don't expect me to come into work. 
and he was totally fine with that because he was like a new boss and he literally didn't care because I think he realized that he wasn't going to be in that position that long. So he just really didn't care that I was just going to take off and miss work for a lot of days. It's like almost like a whole week off. But I remember I I <laughs> why am I stuttering? I sent that text uh, to Nick and I realized, OK, there's no turning back. Like I'm going to be gone. So I uh, hit up Nate. This was like, seriously, it was like one in the morning. I texted Nate. I was like, hey, are you up? And surprisingly, he responded and was like, yeah, like I'm up. Like what's what's going on? And I just told him, I'm like, hey, like, are you going to be up for a while? I need a place to crash. And he was totally down. He was like, yeah, like I'm off tomorrow. Like I'll definitely be up. So at that point, I like packed a small bag and just left Orange County and went to the desert. And it was like so random, like like the most random time to hit somebody up uh, for a place to crash. But Nate was down and he actually waited up for me and helped me out a lot. So thank you, Nate, for always uh, being down to house me whenever I'm in the desert. And I really appreciate you always hitting me up whenever you're in Orange County. So met Nate and Cecilia at Disneyland and it was actually really busy getting into the park. Normally I don't go like right at um, the opening time. I normally go like in the middle of the day, but this time I had gotten there like really early. I parked in Mickey and friends, which I never do. Normally I'm in the toy story lot. So I remember I was on mini rode the escalator down and the security check line was so long it was honestly so long i didn't even want to wait in it i almost wanted just to go sit in my car and take a nap just to let everything die down but obviously i didn't i just had to weather the storm and it took about like i want to say like honestly 40 minutes just to get from uh, me leaving the escalator through security and then onto a tram literally took like 40 minutes. It was crazy. But eventually we made it into the park and I got there before Nate and Cecilia, which was surprising because I thought I was going to be late, but somehow I managed to beat them to the park. And we hit up DCA first. I remember that got some fast passes for guardians of the galaxy because Nate and Cecilia had never been on it, which I was excited for because I love seeing people experience things in the park for the first time. It gets me so excited because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do take things for granted because I'm there all the time, like average two to three times a week. I think last week I ended a, pretty crazy streak i went to the park nine days in a row which i haven't done in a long time and honestly i probably won't do that for a long time either because i was out every weeknight and that was a really bad choice i regretted it every day so we're gonna try to be a little more responsible but had a great time in DCA, showed them around. There's really not much to show because of all the construction going on for the Pixar pier. But the best thing happened when we were in Disneyland. We were walking through the Fantasy Fair 
and I saw my favorite Disney uh, celeb, quote unquote, in the fantasy fair. And I was really scared because, you know, I follow this girl on Instagram. I read her blog and I was like, okay, cool. Here's my chance to finally meet her in person because she's from Florida. So she was in town. So it's not like I see her all the time. So this was just another rare opportunity to meet her, but I don't want to meet her right away because I was scared that she was going to be mean or she just wasn't going to be as cool as I built her up to be in my mind. So she was in line to buy some like pretzel thing and me being crazy i was like okay i'm just gonna get in line behind her and then we'll just go from there so i i jump in line and i'm like freaking out because i don't know how to open up the conversation and i was like i'm not even gonna buy anything i'm just standing in line behind her kind of weird and i I don't want to be rude either i actually just wanted to present myself with positive energy just so I, she wouldn't think I'm like some crazy weirdo and get like creeped out. So I waited for her to finish her purchase. And as she was putting her purse into her bigger bag, I just got her attention. I was like, excuse me. And she turned around and she was like, hey, what's up? And I just told her, I was like, hey, I just want to be honest. I'm a huge fan of your Instagram. And she actually was really excited. And she was like, oh, my God let's step out of line and talk. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I didn't think she was actually going to want to talk. I thought it was just going to be like a quick, like high and by, but surprisingly we actually stepped out of line and had a pretty cool conversation, like way better than I thought it would have ever gone. So I was actually really, really stoked on that. And she asked me if I wanted to get a picture with her. So I had to like call Nate over and I was like, yo, Nate, like I need you to take the best picture you've ever taken of me in your entire life because this moment is very special. And I definitely put a lot of pressure on him and he definitely came through in the clutch. Like I was actually really nervous because he was taking a little longer to take the photo than he normally did because I was making him take photos of me throughout the day and he was killing it like first try snapping like straight fire photos that will be posted on jmerk.com so make sure to check those out after you listen to this podcast but one uh oh I haven't even told you the girl's name uh, her name is Raven so when Raven and I were posing I <laughs> looked at Nate and I could see that he was like kind of struggling because I mentioned to him I'm like yo you have to get a really good picture of us in portrait mode and normal mode and I, I could see that he was struggling just a little bit but I got kind of scared because it was taking a little longer than normal because like we had our arms around each other and it got to the point where we're like, okay, why is it taking so long? But eventually he nailed it and Raven was super chill and like down to get a good photo with me. You can go check out the photo of us on my Instagram and you should be following me. If you're not following me right now, go to instagram.com slash xjamiax hit that follow button go like that photo of me and raven it's actually one of my favorite photos that i've ever taken just because it means a lot 
and thank you raven for being one of the coolest disney people i've ever met and i'm looking forward to all of our future hangs i will be in disney world this fall either october or november i'm still trying to decide but i'm looking forward to hanging out with you and also tom from trail of lies shout out to you I hope you are able to fly out to Disney World when I'm in town so we can hang out. I'm down to see the park through your eyes, and I'm pretty stoked for all that. I guess we can keep the Disney news going um, this week. Is it this week? Yeah, it's actually this weekend. The Food and Wine Festival starts, which I'm not like I've never really been like super excited about it. But this year, I'm actually really, really stoked. We can go through the different booths that they're going to have. Obviously, I don't drink. So when I talk about these booths, I'm going to skip over the beverages. I'm literally just going to talk about the food. So we have the nuts and cheese booth. Looks like they have brie toast with fig, mint, and almond crumble. Now that sounds all right. I'm not really too stoked about that. Okay, you know what? There's um, a bunch of things that I don't care about. So let's just look at the booth. I'll name all the booths, and then I'm going to talk about the food that they have that I'm interested in. There's a L.A.-style booth. They have Korean barbecue beef short rib tacos which sound pretty good. When I hear Korean barbecue uh, tacos, I think of Kogi. But they also have a chicken teriyaki slider with spicy dull pineapple jam. It actually sounds pretty interesting. Let's see, where's the next food booth? Okay, Uh, there's a booth called Peppers Caliente. They have jalapeno popper mac and cheese with bacon. I don't really get too excited for mac and cheese with bacon anymore. That seems pretty pretty basic these days. And I guess you can say that they're spicing it up with the jalapeno poppers. But that doesn't really get me too excited. Um, let's see what else we got. Ooh, there's a strawberry patch. Looks like they're going to have something that I'm actually pretty interested in. It's called strawberry and coconut rice frushi with sweet oikos. I don't know what oikos is, but this um, frushi, it's a play on sushi. actually looks really good. Um, there's an avocado booth. doesn't really have anything that stands out to me. Actually, I lied. They, they're going to have an avocado ice cream bar, which I'm definitely going to try. doesn't sound good at all, but I definitely want to try avocado flavored ice cream. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm skipping over a bunch of booths because there was a booth that I saw earlier. There. Okay, here we go. There's a booth called Garlic Kissed, and... They're going to be serving a black garlic soy braised pork belly banh mi. Oh, that was a mouthful. But I'm looking at the picture of this banh mi, and it just looks amazing, and I can't wait to try it. 
So that's the food and wine festival. Pretty sure it starts this weekend. Let me get the exact date. Okay. Um, yeah, so it starts this Friday, Friday, March 2nd, and it's going to be going through April 12th. So that's actually a pretty decent amount of time. I'm actually loving all the booths, but the only downside to this is the amount of traffic that it brings to DCA. It's honestly like a clusterfuck. We're trying to get through the park. So I'm not looking forward to that, but I'm definitely looking forward to trying out all the cool new food. And um, Disney dropped the new, well, it's like technically a, a teaser trailer for uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, which kind of caught me a surprise because I wasn't even expecting to see anything about this movie for a while, but they dropped this like really awesome teaser trailer and it uh, looks like they're getting internet in the movie. It's the, the movie is titled Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. And the movie is being directed by Rich Moore, who did the first Wreck-It Ralph and Zootopia. So I'm actually really, really excited for this movie. I wasn't like too pumped on the first one and it actually like blew me away so i have high hopes for the second one as well same thing with zootopia i remember i went in thinking okay this is like a cool animated movie but i'm not gonna like it that much but surprisingly i like that movie a lot so i can't wait for wreck it ralph 2 i'll definitely put the link to the teaser trailer in the show notes so you guys can check it out when you have time and it's uh, coming out this Thanksgiving, which is a really awesome treat because last year I didn't do anything uh, too big for Thanksgiving. I went to Tim's parents' house, which was cool. I'm very grateful that they had me over. Um, But this year, just in case my family decides to not do Thanksgiving again, um, I'll have a cool backup plan and go watch Wreck-It Ralph 2 so I won't be too sad about not seeing my family on Christmas. And not, not Christmas, I mean Thanksgiving. I'm having uh, terrible flashbacks of not seeing them this past Christmas. But I still had a good time because uh, Chad and Emily, Synthony and Colton came down. Uh, good times. Like actual good times. I always think about our Christmas dinner at the Carnation Cafe whenever I walk by it on Main Street. Like last time I was at the park, I was hanging out with Johnny. I actually went to go get us some ice cream. And, you know, I just passed the Carnation Cafe and I thought about how cool it was to spend Christmas at the park and having uh, dinner at a cool spot just made me really happy. And I miss you guys, and I can't wait for you guys to come back. On Friday, I was so excited to go to the Chain Reaction because this pop-punk band that I've been wanting to see for a while was finally rolling through. This band, Makeout, 
I went by myself because I don't know anybody else that likes that band, which is totally chill. I showed up to the venue pretty early because I had to drop off some merch for another band that was playing the next day. And I figured I would just go inside and try to get a good spot for makeout. I didn't mind having to sit through two bands before seeing makeout play live. And I've sat through some pretty terrible bands in my day. So I figured, you know, another two bands added to that list, like not a big deal. So the first band, um, I I don't even want to say their name. You can just go look at the flyer because I'm not trying to um, uh, make anybody feel bad. But they had like a six song set. And out of the six songs, they probably played like two original songs, not songs, songs. Um, and the rest of their set was just covers, which part of me was like a little upset because I wanted to hear more original stuff from the band because I didn't think they sounded that bad to begin with. So I figured they could write some cool stuff, but they opted to just throw in like hella cover songs in their set. They covered Blink-182 First Date, which was my favorite cover that they did. And they actually performed it really well. And it actually helped me get through their set um, without too much hate. Because I was just standing there just waiting and wanting it to be over. So they wrapped up pretty quickly. I think the cover songs helped. And the second band that went on, they were like a, a Paramore cover band or something. And at that point, I was just over listening to cover songs. So I just went and sat in the alleyway and just waited for them to be done. And I'm not even kidding. Like they were just playing Paramore songs as if they were their own. They had a legit female singer uh, fronting the entire band. It was pretty strange. I felt like I was in a alternate universe. So I just was like, I'm not going to be in here. I'm going to go out into the alleyway, mind my own business and just wait for make out to set up. And finally, uh, it was time to see make out. I was like super pumped when side just got a good spot in the crowd. I, I didn't want to get too crazy, like as much as I wanted to jump on everybody's faces and head walk. I had to be on good behavior just because I got put on the list and I didn't want to cause any trouble and make the person who got me in look bad. So I just had to mind my P's and Q's. So I just, you know, just was in the crowd, just like a normal person, nothing crazy. I just wanted to enjoy the show. But something happened. I haven't really looked into figuring out what actually happened. But Makeout played two songs. And right before their third song, somebody came on stage and whispered something in the singer's ear. And then the singer announced that they were going to play their last song. And I was kind of freaking out because they had only played two songs. Then they were about to play their final song, which would have been their third song. And I just, you know, was a little upset that I waited so long 
for them to come on and they were only going to play three songs. Like the last time I was that disappointed was when uh, I was at the observatory and I saw Bobby Shmurda. I literally waited till like midnight for him to hit the stage. He played four songs. Two of the songs were hot um, N-I-G-G-A and I was pissed because Bobby Schmurter played his four songs and then just ran off stage. Didn't even tell us to have a good night or anything. Everybody in the crowd was just kind of just in shock because we didn't think that the set was over. We thought we we're going to get more songs, but he literally played four songs and just ran off the stage. So that's what Friday night at chain felt like make out played three songs. Luckily I was able to capture some pretty good footage but I was still kind of bummed because I didn't even hear the song I wanted to hear live. Uh, I wanted to hear him play Secrets, which is um, Pat's favorite song. Shout out to Pat. Uh, but yeah, they didn't play it. I'm, uh, I want to say that they had it in their set list, but something came up and they had to cut it short. So hopefully I can catch their full set at Warp Tour this year. Uh, that's assuming they're on warp tour. Somebody told me that they're, uh, probably sharing a bus with them for the entire length of warp tour, but I can't remember who. So let's hope that they make it on the fest and can put on a real performance, uh, at the warp tour, not like they did at chain, but for the three songs that they played, they actually were really solid. Everything sounded good. The vocals were great. The drummer was on point. So I'm just still a little sad that I couldn't get a full set out of them. But it's all right, though, because this Friday, I'm going to make up for that and go to a better show this Friday at Program in Fullerton. Trail of Lies from Syracuse, New York are going to be in town which I'm so excited for. They actually just released their new record, War. You can check it out on their Bandcamp page, Spotify, Apple Music. It's eight tracks of just solid ass beaters. And I'm so excited to finally see them live. I haven't seen them yet, so I'm actually really excited for this. And I'm actually way more excited to finally meet Tom. Shout outs to Tom from the group chat. And stoked to hang with you and Ben on Monday at Disneyland. It's going to be a really great day. But make sure if you're not doing anything Friday, or even if you are doing something Friday, cancel your plans. Drive out to Fullerton, Trail of Lies, Harness, and Candy. It's going to be an insane show. Like I've been to big shows at program before. I've seen Turnstile when they're fresh off the nonstop feeling hype. I just saw Trapped Under Ice. I've seen First Blood there. And all those shows were pretty cool and pretty like wild. But this show on Friday with these three bands coming through, I think things are going to get pretty intense. So make sure to come out Friday, uh, respect the shop, support all the bands playing and just have a good time because this is going to be one for the history books. 
So Saturday, I was supposed to be in Denver, Colorado. I'm real sorry I couldn't make it out, Tyler. But life happens sometimes. I am in the middle of transitioning to a new job. I am quitting one of my many jobs. Once everything is finalized, I will uh, be able to make the official announcement. So I had that going on, which kind of hindered my travels and that actually really bummed me out. But sometimes we have to make hard choices in life and we got to just do things that are going to be better for yourself in the long run. So with that being said, I wasn't able to make it out to Denver, but I guess everything happens for a reason because I got offered a cool merch gig on Saturday. I'll be working at self-help. I'll be doing the merch for a day to remember. So if you find yourself at self-help this weekend, please uh, come by the a day to remember tent i will be working there with danny lupino the homie uh my partner in crime you may remember us from high and low fest or maybe even as far back as warp tour so it should be a good time i'm actually really looking forward to working that this weekend uh, I just see myself uh, yelling at all of you wearing cool band t-shirts. I hope I don't embarrass Danny too much. I know he re- requested me not to yell at random people as they walk by, but it's going to be hard for me not to do that because I'm just there to have a good time and interact with all the fans. So, Danny, I apologize in advance if I do somehow manage to embarrass you. Please accept my apology now. So this year, we didn't really have a great start to winter, but we're coming into the last month of the season, and it's really kicking our ass. And part of me can't wait for it to not be cold anymore because I've just been freezing my butt off. I remember I was at Disneyland and I stayed a little longer than I planned on. So I didn't bring a jacket or a coat or anything. I just went with pants and a t-shirt because I figured I would leave early because I had plans to go to the House of Blues that evening. And I figured the time in between I was going to be able to avoid the cold, but it turns out I was completely wrong. So before I left Disneyland, shout outs to the homie Henry. He actually let me borrow one of his uh, big like pea coats. And, you know, I felt a little uncomfortable just because that's not really my style. But at that point, I didn't really care because I was like, okay, if this is going to keep me warm, I don't care what I look like. I just want to be warm. I'm tired of freezing. So I uh, barred his coat and then I walked to the House of Blues and that coat kept me super warm. So I'm very thankful that he let me borrow it. But at the same time, uh, I felt like a little weird because I looked crazy because I was, you know, wearing all black 
and I had a beanie and this giant coat. And I met up with my friends at the House of Blues. I met up with Chris and Muse Mike. And Chris pointed out that I look like the black Kevin Smith, which was kind of funny because I saw myself in the mirror and I thought that to myself. Didn't think anybody would um, like reference that, but sure enough, Chris did. It was kind of funny. Uh, and then Danny and Andy showed up and they were like roasting me about my coat. Everybody kept saying that I was gonna, you know, get patted down extra because of uh, the way I looked and what I was wearing. And sure enough, I did. When I went through the metal detectors, uh, nothing went off, obviously, because I didn't have anything that I was trying to smuggle in, but security did not care. They were like patting my coat. Like I'm telling you like super crazy and feeling all up in the inside, trying to see if I was trying to smuggle anything in that would uh, put anyone in harm. But luckily I made it through because I wasn't uh, trying to do anything crazy, but I definitely got the vibe that people were a little on edge around me because I, I had my phone on the inside pocket of the uh, coat. So every time I would reach in, it looked like I was you know reaching in for something crazy, but really it was just my cell phone. And I felt awkward and bad because I didn't want people to feel uncomfortable. I didn't want to like look dangerous. I was just trying to stay warm. But shout out to Danny for hooking it up and getting us on the list for the show. We went and saw Every Time I Die and Motionless and White, which was cool. I, I'm not like super into those bands. I mainly went just to hang out with my friends and it was cool to see Shelby. Uh, she was doing merch for motionless. So it was cool to see her in her environment. Hope she's having a good time on tour right now. And hopefully you travel home safe and we can Disney when you get back. Uh, you can eat all the rose gold churros you want. I'm not a huge fan of those. And I think it was just like way too fancy for me. Or maybe I'm just not a fan of like artificial strawberry flavored stuff. Cause I'm not a fan of like strawberry ice cream. I don't really like strawberry milk and I sound crazy for putting this out there, but yeah, it wasn't too stoked on the rose gold churro. Like, yeah, like the strawberry hit you at the end, but going in like the first thing I taste, like I can't describe it. It just like felt like I was just eating something like way too fancy. I, I try to enjoy it, but by the end of my churro, I literally just dusted off all the rose gold and just brought it back to normal churro. So yeah, you can eat all those. I honestly can't believe I've been going on for about 35 minutes at this point and have not mentioned the sound and fury. I feel so dumb for not even bringing that up. We talked about trail of lies, candy, all those cool bands, but how did I not mention sound and fury? So sound and fury made their first announcement for Santa Fury 2018, which is a very special year because this is 
going to be their 10th anniversary, which is super exciting. And based off this first announcement, it's definitely going to be a special one. So I'm just going to go off and read all the bands that have been announced um, on the first announcement. So we have Abusive Power, Bib, Candy, Ceremony, Citizen, Cold World, Day by Day, Dead Heat, Detain, Distort, Drug Church, Eco Strike, Foreseen, Fury, Gouge Away, Ingrown, Initiate, Mill Spec, Negative Approach, Nosebleed, Razor Bumps, Red Death, Rotting Out, Sabertooth Zombie, Trail of Lies, and War Hungry. Wow. I'm not even kidding. That Just that announcement one is strong enough to be its own fest. Like, just look at the return of Rotting Out, how big of a deal that is. Like, so many kids are going to lose their shit for that set. Like, I can't wait. Like, Rotting Out, in my opinion, has never put out a bad record from, like, the Mike era to Walter era. Never put out anything bad. Such a solid band. And I was actually really bummed to hear that they were breaking up. So I'm hoping, you know, they play this fast and then they can probably try to ease their way back to being full time. I'm not even kidding. Their, their last EP they put out that they really didn't even tour on was great. So I'm hoping to see a lot more from that band. Also from that announcement, I'm super, super happy to see that Distort got on. Uh, I interviewed the singer Trent last year just because I heard the demo and I was instantly a fan and all I wanted to do was spread the word about Distort and I wanted everybody to be listening to this band. So the fact that they got on this fest, like I hope way more people um, who aren't into them right now are going to be, uh, are going to become new fans of this band. And I can't even wait for their new record. Cause it's just going to kill. Cause if it's anything like the demo, it's going to be amazing. So I'm super happy that they got added to the fest. One of the bands that I'm personally super stoked to see is eco strike. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, obviously heard the name i knew who they were and i just kind of um brushed them off just didn't really want to give them the time of day but i was just being dumb and i finally sat down and listened to uh the time is now and i just felt like an idiot because i just wasted all of 2017 not caring about this band and that record just made me love that band instantly and i'm just so i'm just like bummed mad at myself for being an idiot for uh putting off that band for so long so i'm actually really excited to finally see them live and they have a new album coming out voice of strength on triple b you can go listen to it on the triple b band camp and that record is already shaping up to be one of my favorite records of 2018 
So I'm actually really excited to see them like for the first time. It's going to be such a great experience. And also, I like that they're mixing genres again because back in like 2009 when they booked Title Fight, I was super excited to see them because at that point I had never seen Title Fight. I'm super stoked that Citizen is on the bill this year because that last record they did, As You Please, is all fire. Right, maybe I'm a little biased because uh, we print their merch. No, I don't think I am because looking back at uh, their set from High and Low Fest, it was perfect. They sounded amazing, like solid, solid set list. So I'm super excited for them to be able to come to a hardcore fest and just uh, kill it because they're just like one of those bands that have support from the hardcore scene and they deserve it. They're amazing. And it's going to be cool, too, because fans of Citizen are going to come to the fest for the first time and they're going to be able to experience their favorite band in a different environment and who knows maybe you know it'll be a new breed of hardcore kids just because they came and saw citizen so that's why i'm excited and stoked that they're bringing in bands like that again even though yeah they did that last year with uh turnover i'm just happy that the trend is continuing because like i said i was stoked when they booked title fight i love the fact that they booked man overboard tiger's jaw so keep it up sound and fury i love it and i'm hope um, i'm hoping that there's more bands like that in the upcoming announcements so yeah sound and fury killed it with the first announcement obviously i'm super pumped for fury uh they made it on the poster still my number one hardcore band to this day super stoked and i can't wait for the second announcement i can't wait for all the after shows the pre-show it's going to be really cool and fun this year sound and fury has been doing a lot since they started and i'm happy that they made it to their 10th year and I'm happy that they respond to all my DMs about random stuff that I want to talk to them about. So thank you for giving a guy like me the time of day. And I will always support you guys. You know that through our private conversations. So I'm just looking forward to Santa Fury 2018 Belasco Theater. Make sure to get your tickets now. I will also mark those in the show notes, so I'll make it easy so you have no excuse um, as to why you haven't bought your ticket yet. So make sure to do that in the show notes. Thank you. All right. This is going to be everybody's favorite segment. I'm going to just dive in just a little bit. It's, it's a shallow end this week. It's not the deep end, but I do want to dive into just a little bit of MMA this weekend. We have UFC 
222, which sounds crazy because it feels like UFC 200 wasn't that long ago. But anyways, um, we have a pretty okay pay-per-view this weekend, but there's two fights I want to talk about. We have Frankie Edgar fighting Brian Ortega, which is most likely for the number one contendership in the uh, featherweight division. Uh, Just real quick, Brian Ortega... He's stepping in on short notice because Max Holloway got injured. Uh, I'm just going to give you my pick. I don't want to go into it uh, too in-depth because we're going to save that for the MMA show. But I think Frankie Edgar uh, beats Brian Ortega by decision. And then also on the Fox Sports 1 prelims, there's a very, very interesting um, women's fight. We have... Ashley Yoder, who's fighting Mackenzie Dern. And Mackenzie Dern is touted to be the next uh, star for the UFC. They've been building her up outside of the organization. You know, they had her under contract, but they feel like she's finally ready to make her UFC debut. Uh, For sure, Mackenzie Dern is a smoke show and she's very easy on the eyes. So. That's not why I'm excited to watch her fight. I've been following her short MMA career. She's 5-0, and but she's a really awesome jiu-jitsu player. So I'm really excited to see how she does finally in the UFC. I'm hoping she gets that W and just continues to shine bright. But yeah, that's all. Short and sweet on MMA. I know you guys love it when I talk about that. All the ratings go through the roof whenever I talk about MMA or whenever I post about it on the blog. So there you have it. UFC 222 this Saturday. Uh, Get all your bets and parlays set before the fight card starts. Black Panther. That's all I really want to say. Just kidding. Honestly, that movie is in my top five Marvel movies of all time. I'm going to be honest. I have taken a break from reading the Black Panther comic books. I wasn't really into its whole like political theme at the time. So I was pretty excited to watch this movie because I've stepped away from the character for a while. And... I was absolutely blown away with how good the movie is. Like the only other time that I can remember being this blown away was when uh, Captain America, the first Avenger came out. I, I'm not a Captain America fan at all. I hate that character, but you can't deny something that's good. I when I sat down for Black Panther, I had the same feeling I did when I sat down for Captain America, the first Avenger. I found myself sitting in the theater uh, at the edge of my seat, and I was kind of like waiting for the movie to get good because, you know, you like anticipate it because it, it like has to build but I never got the feeling of it actually getting good because 
the whole movie was just great. Like it didn't have to build into anything from the opening scene to the very end. The movie was just spectacular. I just want to shout out the director, Ryan Coogler. I said Googler earlier, but I meant Coogler. Uh, he just did an amazing job, made me fall back in love with the Black Panther and even kind of tore me up seeing the main villain, Killmonger, uh, die. Uh, Killmonger has this line uh, towards the end when Black Panther takes him to see the sunset in Wakanda and Black Panther is starting to feel a little remorse and suggests that maybe, you know, they can save him. And Killmonger just asks him, like, why? Like, just send me off like my ancestors because they knew that death was better than bondage. And for some reason, when I heard that, I was just so blown away because I'm just like, man, Killmonger is the villain. I should be hating this guy right now. Like, why am I feeling so much for him? And it just had me so conflicted because during the whole movie, all the things that he did as the villain, I feel like he had merit to it all. And I could see for the first time, like I felt like I, I could see things from his point of view and actually agree with him, even though he's supposed to be the villain. It was like so tough, but it was so good. I loved feeling that because most of the time I'm just sitting in a movie and I'm like, okay, that was predictable. That's okay. That's pretty cool. But this is like the first time in a while where I actually felt something different. I was really <laughs> conflicted because I'm rooting for T'Challa. I want to see him, you know, be the best Black Panther there's ever been. But then here comes, uh, you know, a lost member of their tribe coming to, you know, claim what uh, could be his uh, the right way. And uh, it was just amazing. I obviously don't want to go into it too much, even though I've already given away some really big spoilers. I just uh, want you guys to go out and experience it for yourself. I'm definitely going to go watch it again this weekend. I was uh, trying to think of what I had going on this weekend, and I'm definitely going to make time uh, on Sunday to watch it, which I'm actually really excited because it's it's honestly not that often that I'll go back to the movies and watch something that I've already seen before. But that's how good the Black Panther is to me, is that I'm willing to go back to pay more money when I could just, you know, get it for free. I want to go out and show more support for this film because it was very powerful and I just want more to... Uh, movies like Black Panther is why I've always been the type to want all Marvel movies under one umbrella. I want all properties under the Marvel Studios banner because they can do no wrong. At least they haven't done any film wrong yet. And it just sucks seeing uh, Fox not want to play ball and team up with Marvel Studios 
Um, to be honest, I don't really know how it all works behind the scenes, but I wish they could pull a Sony. Like, look what Sony did. Sony was like, all right, hey, we want to, you know, share Spider-Man with you because we want to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I think was probably one of the smartest things they've ever done. Like, look at the success of Spider-Man Homecoming. They debuted him in Captain America's Civil War, and that was such a huge deal. The first time Spider-Man was going to cross over and finally be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And with that, uh, Marvel Studios was like, hey, we're going to, you know, continue um that storyline and we're gonna send tony stark we're gonna send iron man into your movie and i just wish that fox would just sign over the rights or just you know play ball with marvel and i know we're actually really close because disney uh is in the process of purchasing 21st century fox but they're kind of going through some things with the government right now. So hopefully it all gets cleared and they're able to make that purchase because if they do, then that means my dream of seeing the X-Men done right, uh, seeing Fantastic Four done right is a possibility. Obviously, like I'm not that old, but I feel like if that happens, I will finally be able to see a true x-men film done right like i'm not like a complete hater of the ones that fox put out but just being a diehard x-men fan i know that it could be done better so that's all i'm hoping for and also being a fan of fantastic four and seeing (laughs) just seeing all the films come out like trash when those four characters are really important to the Marvel universe. It just breaks my heart. And the fact that we're about to enter the infinity war Thanos and the thought of not having Quicksilver in any of these films bums me out. And I know you guys are probably pulling your hair out screaming, but Jamie, uh, Brian uh, K. Vaughn just announced that he's working on the Silver Surfer film. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. BKV, amazing at what he does. He has done no wrong. I love Saga, Paper Girls, like you name it. Amazing work. But imagine BKV with Marvel Studios. Like, oh God, it just breaks my heart that that, that they're going to, you know, go into Silver Surfer with Fox. Like, it scares me so much because go back to the Fantastic Four where he actually made his appearance. Trash. Shout out to Jessica Alba, Total Babe. But I just wish that it could just be a reality. Like, we're so close, like. Disney is like trying to get their properties back and I'm just dying for this to happen because it would be so amazing to have it done right. Because you, you, you think about we're, we're getting to a point where all the original, you know, people cast it as these major superheroes, like their time is coming to an end very rapidly. So 
are we going to have to do like uh, reboots? Are we going to recast or can we take advantage of these other superheroes? Cause there's tons of superheroes that are untapped right now. Uh, it's just the time where we can finally bring back the X-Men and shove them to the front of the line, make them the premier IP over uh, the Avengers you know, have the Fantastic Four come back and blow everybody out of the water because people look at the Fantastic Four and they just want to scoff and just talk about how crappy the movies are. And obviously these are just uh, Marvel movie fans. These aren't the true comic book nerds that I like to align myself with because those people, the ones that I align myself with, they know how great the fantastic four really are and all these people who just scoff at them just because they put out a couple of bad films based on those characters they don't understand so i just think that uh with marvel in charge we can bring the spotlight to all these other superheroes who haven't had their chance yet like yeah we've already hit these like super household names with captain america Iron Man, Thor, uh, the Avengers. We got Ant Man coming. I, I love the fact that they're trying out uh, Captain Marvel, which I'm. This is the first Marvel movie, Marvel Studios movie that I'm like very skeptical on because I'm not sure how popular Captain Marvel is gonna be. But I'm you know hoping for the best because I kind of like have a love hate relationship with that character. But I just want to see just more opportunity and i don't like what i i just don't want to think about the things that have failed like uh the inhumans rest in peace i was not on board at all i'm a fan of the inhumans but what they did with that tv show oh should be illegal okay but i'm getting off topic let's go back to the movies movies are amazing please bring x-men bring back fantastic four let's do it right somebody get um oh god i can't even think of his name right now the guy who plays wolverine why can't i think of his name right now hold on i'm actually gonna have to look this up real time because this is really bothering me that i can't uh think this right now what the hell is his name uh it's gonna when i see it hugh jackman god why how i'm so bad i'm such a poser all right, I'm exposed. I just exposed myself. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Logan was a, an amazing film, but get Hugh Jackman online. Get him out of this circus. I know he's an amazing singer, but get him to stop singing those damn songs. Suit up. You're coming back to the X-Men. That's what they needed to do. That's all I want. Let's just bring it all back. Call Halle Berry. Uh, get... Uh, why can't I think of his name? Get Chang Tatum on the line. We need to get this Gambit thing going. Uh, we just need to figure it out. It's going to sort itself out eventually. And I'm just happy that I'm going to be able to live through all of this because this is a really good time for these movies. So I just hope that everything can uh, be done right and justice will be brought for the films that have been done wrong like okay i'm just still going on this little rant but whatever let's go back 
and look at the old Daredevil film with Ben Affleck, right? I'm not going to say that it's that bad, even though it's trash, because I'm a diehard uh, Daredevil fan. But if you look at that Daredevil movie and you fast forward to the Marvel Netflix Daredevil series, it's amazing. Like, that's, there's a reason why there is you know, two seasons and then the team up season and they're about to do a third season. It's because it's magic. It's amazing. Like it's a comic book, done, uh, a comic book character done right. The Netflix series are another like level of greatness, uh, minus iron fist. Hopefully season two will be better, but let's just do it right. Let's just bring everybody under the same umbrella Marvel Studios, and let's just do it right. Uh, Namer, I heard Namer's uh, back under the umbrella, even though things are a little murky. Nobody wants to come out and say it outright that he's back with Marvel and not with Universal. But I don't know. I, I, I could just go on forever about who I want, and we can talk theories about plots and whatever but I just really want all uh, Marvel properties back. And I, I get it, you know, they did it to themselves. They sold off the properties, but they did what they had to do to stay afloat. And I don't fault them for that at all. I just can't wait till we get everybody back because we, I say we, like I'm part of the team because now Marvel has the proper backing and the dollar bills to get their stuff back. It's just uh, it's just going to be a matter of time. Time heals everything. Uh, that's what Gravemaker taught me. I'm just kidding. They said time heals nothing. Uh, I'm so mixed up right now. It's getting late. But I can't wait for this whole thing with... Uh, Disney and the government to get sorted out so that we can figure out if they're going to move forward with the purchase of 21st century Fox or not. But yeah, there's my uh, little rant about uh, Marvel movies. It, and it all started with Black Panther. See what you did, Black Panther. You just set me off. Uh, but once again, Black Panther, amazing film. The only bad thing we're going to wrap it up right here. The only bad thing I will say about black Panther is the final post-credit scene. So weak. I am looking at it like, you know, okay, here we go. It's going to happen. Uh, infinity war uh, is right around the corner. They could drop like a major bombshell of a post-credit scene, but what do they do? They give us the most tame, the most boring, probably a waste of time. I'll here, let me save you the trip. The post, the final post credit scene is uh, Bucky waking up to a bunch of kids hovering over him in a, in a little teepee, and then he just walks out and he doesn't even have his metal arm. Like what the hell has he been doing in Wakanda this whole time? I thought that they were operating on him, but literally he's just sleeping in this teepee while the little kids are just um, messing with him. 
So, yeah, the only bad thing I could say about Black Panther is the post credit scene. Save yourself the time and don't even watch it. Just look it up on YouTube. But, yeah, I think I'm going to end the podcast here. Uh, It's been great. I've been on a couple of cool rants. And I'm happy that you guys made it this far. If you guys did make it this far, obviously, I just said that. Uh, Go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, subscribe to the blog. And, oh, uh, pick up the hottest merch in the game. Uh, We got things coming for 2018. Shoutouts to John. John and I are working on some pretty cool things. And it's going to take a little bit of time because I want to do it right this year uh, for all of you. So make sure to keep your eye out on dreamerk.com shop. And thank you for tuning in to the podcast. This is Jamie K podcast. Always on time.